right, thank you guys for listening. This is episode five of the Cinephiles Digest podcast. My name is Matt. This is Tom. And this is Travis. So what's going on with you guys? How's uh, how's your weekend been? Good. Laying low. Had some drinks last night. We did, yeah. Tom and I went to a house party together um, mm-hmm. for a friend's birthday. And uh, haven't been to one of those in a while. It was no. cool, I guess. Brought me back to some <laughs> younger times. There were also some younger folks there. Like some baby faces. Little, little babies. Um, <laughs> but it was cool. But Wait, Travis, uh, underage or twenty-one? No, I'm pretty sure everyone there was. <laughs> hard to say these days. Lots. You know? of, we were partying hard with minors last night. No big deal. Um, but there was actually a point of contention that maybe you can help us on, Travis. Um, so flip cup was being played last night. Okay. When you play flip cup, do you play with a ping pong ball? Yes. Like always. Well, I guess it depends on what version, because Survivor is. The one with the ping pong ball, right? Well, yeah, Survivor, you play with the ping pong ball, but yeah. just like when you just play flip cup, do you play with the ping pong ball? Then no, I wouldn't. Really? I don't. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, it, I I think people play it either way. See, because I have only ever played flip cup, Survivor, all that shit with the ping pong ball. Oh, but okay. they started playing flip cup last night, and they were just <laughs> drinking. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> but everyone was like, no, that's that's how flip cup works. Yeah, I've seen it both ways. But it's definitely more fun with the ping pong ball. Oh, it's way better with the ping yeah. pong ball. But... <laughs> I'm shocked. I've never seen it with the ping pong ball. See, that's crazy. I've Flip only cup... ever done it with the ping pong ball. Flip cup is what you play when you don't have a ping pong ball and you can't play beer pong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or when you have like eight people who want to get drunk instead of four. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But my mind was blown. I'm apparently wrong. I thought you always play with the ping pong ball. So that was interesting. That kind of Usually shattered. played with beer as well, but you know. Crystal Pepsi in this case. Yeah, there were some straight edge kids at the party, so Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. (laughs) They're they're mock Roy Rogers. Yeah, they're probably not the best uh, the best referral for how how flip cup should be played. (laughs) Um, Also found out. So grenadine, you know what that is? Yeah. What flavor is that? Cherry. Wrong. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Is it strawberry? It's pomegranate. Pomegranate. Yeah, apparently. I don't buy it. I always thought it was straight edge kids. I always thought they would know. They were drinking fucking <laughs> yeah. Shirley Temples. Um, yeah, I always thought it was cherry, and you use it to make like you know like a cherry coke and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But apparently, it's actually yeah. like pomegranate flavor. Interesting. Lots of revelations last night. My universe was shattered. <laughs> you never stop learning. Alternate reality. <laughs> yeah, my life is a lie. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. But anyway, it was all right. All right, well, so uh, for the show today, we're going to have two official reviews. Uh, First, we're going to be doing Kong Skull Island, followed by a review of Logan. So that's going to be cool. And then we'll talk about what we've been watching the past couple weeks. And then we will have another Rotten Tomatoes game at the end of the podcast. And some other shenanigans will come up, I'm sure. But are you guys ready to dive into... uh, or Kong review? Oh, yeah. Tom? Well, yes. We should say Tom. Tom <laughs> hasn't actually seen the movie. He For what it's worth, that. I will be here to ask pointed questions. Tom's going to really gonna get moderate the, the discussion. <laughs> at the heart of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this. We, we've got a clip here. Let's take a listen. You are going to tell me everything I don't know, or I'm going to blow your head off. 
Monsters exist. Yesterday, I was a crackpot. But today? You dropped those charges to flush something out. Who are you? Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind, and if we keep our heads buried in the sand, they will take it back. Alright, so Kong Skull Island. Uh, plot synopsis. A team of scientists explore an uncharted island in the Pacific, venturing into the domain of the mighty Kong, and must fight to escape a primal Eden. Uh, this is directed by Jordan Voigt-Roberts, who did... Um, Kings of Summer, right, Travis? Yeah. That movie was cool. Um, screenplay is by Dan Gilroy, who um, he did Nightcrawler. And I think he worked on some of the Bourne movies. Or maybe that was his brother. I don't remember. But anyway, he was one of the screenwriters. Uh, stars Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley. Pretty solid cast. But um, what were your impressions of Kong, Travis? Uh, I thought it was really entertaining. And um, it's just a big action movie that I mean the special effects are awesome in it and it wasn't amazing and it didn't live up to the hype that I had for it but I still thought it was pretty solid yeah you were super hyped on this thing yeah was was. this your most anticipated or (laughs) yeah god damn (laughs) um but general impression was positive oh yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I got what I wanted. Like, there's more, definitely more monsters in this than the Peter Jackson Kong movie. Um, CGI is really good. Everything looked amazing. There's some really cool, <clears throat> like, visual flourishes um, with the setting. So it takes place in the 70s, or is it like late 60s? It's it? 70s. It's during, <clears throat> so Vietnam had just ended right before they go to the island. So there's lots of like uh, imagery that evokes, you know, the Vietnam War. Like there's that really cool shot, which I think is in one of the trailers of that like helicopter pilot with the sunglasses yeah. where you see like the flames that reflected oh, in the glasses yeah, right. and it just like zooms in on his face. That was really cool. The shots of, you know, the helicopters flying toward Kong and he's got like the backdrop of the of the sun. Mm-mm. That was really cool. Um felt a little apocalypse now. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah definitely. Um but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the um, there's a good variety of, of monsters in the movie, but they were cool, I guess. They could have been... A little more creative Yeah, I mean, there was this cool, like, uh, stick. It's not really a monster. They didn't fight that thing. But you know that, like, stick, that tree? They, they think it's a tree. Oh, stick yeah. Stick walking around. It's basically like a giant stick bug, but it looks more like a, <laughs> like a tree trunk. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um... There was a spider. That was the spider up. was awesome. That was probably my favorite Better action sequence besides like the main one at the end. Yeah, I fucking hate spiders though. So. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, was it a big furry tarantula spider or was it like a spindly one? It had like really long. It was like a normal spider, but just average. Big, really long legs. Mm. It's like a well, spider from Enemy. Oh yeah. Really okay. The shot Ooh. of like down from the ground up was pretty awesome and they're shooting yeah. out and all the bullets are falling down that was yeah, pretty sweet that was pretty cool lots of really cool scenes but yeah i felt like like most of the movie is just action sequence after action sequence and that kind of felt clunky like it was just like let's get on to the next action sequence with a different monster well. no it just i mean it just felt like they were just like yeah like they didn't 
mesh well together. It was just like on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. Yeah. It was like we have 10 monster sequences. <laughs> I don't care what order you put them in. Just yeah. fit them all in on the so, way from point A to point B. <laughs> that's kind of really all it was. It was basically just like point A to point B. The plot is just to like get mm. you to explore the island and then leave. Yeah. The some of the writing in this is pretty pretty clunky. Especially yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's character. I he's thought was this? pretty bad. He's a bad guy in this. What? Yeah. He's well, like a uh like Yeah, a he's like a sergeant or something. or something. Yeah, I was curious to know how John C. Riley worked in this his character cuz it seemed like you he's know, he was there relief. for laughs, but he's definitely It's, there it's for weird though cuz he is he's the comic relief comic relief but he also is like the main character in a way oh it's not tom it is it is tom but i mean john c Riley's character is the one that you're supposed to like care for the most i don't want to spoil anything but like at the end of the movie there's like it bookends i mean the the movie like bookends his character because that's him at the start and at the end right right so it, it puts a lot of emphasis on him, even though he's like a relatively minor character. Mm-hmm. But he is basically just there for comic relief. And that only worked about half the time for yeah, me. I, I like I his agree. performance quite a bit, but some of the lines were were just stupid. The writing? Yeah. Well, just bad. <laughs> like his character, part of him was really dumb, and then part of him was really smart. So it was kind of like a weird blend. Because, I mean, like he was intelligent and, and knew a lot of things about the island but then he just was kind of a doof yeah <laughs> um but i enjoyed his performance everyone else samuel L. jackson was not not good in this movie i thought no but, well in the character development altogether like i don't really care about any of them no yeah they were basically just there so they can be attacked by monsters yeah it's fine by like me. kong is definitely the centerpiece of the movie as which is cool be. yeah as he should be and he was looked dope in this movie he also oh, yeah. seems like way bigger yeah he looks so big definitely bigger than like peter jackson's yeah Kong. well they pretty much have to do that because of what they're planning right because oh because of the godzilla thing yeah yeah oh because if he's know, gonna fight you know godzilla that that like he can't plan? just be like no but i mean i guess <laughs> i'm not surprised yeah so they're what, doing like, like a godzilla movie and then a combo movie they're gonna do one more godzilla movie because they had that one from a couple years ago oh yeah okay um they're gonna do one more godzilla movie and then they're gonna do like a kong godzilla um crossover thing but i'm sure kong will be at the end of godzilla 2 right and then as far as like the size of kong it kind of it was kind of hard it didn't seem consistent all the time like there's that there's a scene where there's like a a bloody like handprint on the side of like a mountain oh, that okay. Kong lo- left. Oh it was yeah, fucking huge, mm-hmm. like a giant. They were looking at it from like across a canyon, mm-hmm. and it was like it was almost like the size of Kong, mm-hmm. but it, it, just it, his hand. Though. It could have just been like the perspective, <laughs> but it was a little jarring. Um, and there were times where like he'd be like holding a human. And it would seem like mm-hmm. very tiny in his hand, but there'd also be like people standing below him, and it, it was probably mostly perspective. But does um, he fall in love with a human woman? No, thank, thank God. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kong is definitely the centerpiece. Um, it's pretty entertaining. Writing's hit and miss. Uh, I question the the motives of a lot of the characters, like especially Samuel L. Jackson's character. He just kind of. 
is aggressively like fuck Kong for no real good reason. Mm-hmm. They like to try to justify it with like some some background on his character as far as like what they went through right before going to this island. Monkey stole his gun. Yeah, he, when he, he was in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did but, uh, enjoy how quickly it got into the action, though. Like it. Yeah. I mean, the the start they're just throwing a ton of exposition at you to set up the story, and then you're thrown into the island. Probably what, like 15, 20 minutes in. They get there. It was probably Only like half twenty hour. minutes because they set it up, and then there's like the see- the scene where they're like actually trying to get to the island. Yeah, where they go through like the helicopters go through that storm. That was pretty. Which cool. looked very similar to the shot in Fury Road. Oh, totally. What it which was is like... funny because they're both legendary movies. So it was very similar. You've seen Fury Road, right? Yeah, like but you know when they're getting exactly? when they're getting ready. To drive into that like electrical storm and like it's yes. like a sand electrical storm. Oh you gosh. see the cars driving toward the storm. Mm-hmm. There's a very similar shot of mm-hmm. like the helicopters going toward the storm. Okay. And, like, even the colors are kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that this movie, not like it, it definitely borrowed from Fury Road a little bit because like the color palette was similar. That shot and then the beginning starts with the chase. It's not the same because there's like more people involved, but right. I just thought it was kind of funny how both movies start with the chase. So, yeah, definitely some parallels there. Oh, there's, there is one fucking terrible scene in this movie. I laughed out loud when it happened, <laughs> but it's like, uh, it's almost like something out of 300. Like there's a scene where like Tom Hiddleston has a sword and oh, he's God. like slow and fast motion, like going through this, like, oh, no. like green gas. Like he's wearing a gas mask and it's like, um, oh my God, it's so fucking stupid. He's just like cutting through like these like bird things, right? Is that what they were? Wasn't he cutting those like uh, bat bird yeah. things, right? Yeah, keys. Yeah, the keys. Yeah. <laughs> he's just slow, like slow and fast mo, like in 300, just yeah. like slicing through and he's like, Screaming really good with a sword manager. for some reason. Yes. <laughs> it looked cool, but it definitely fell out of place. Oh, totally. Well, and it's funny because... I'm a scientist, but... When we, wa- when we walked out of... <laughs> no, he's a tracker. Oh, okay, okay. When we walked out of the screening, my brother was like, you and Matt hated that scene. <laughs> he just... Uh, he knew. Yeah. We saw it with a bunch of work people. Because uh-huh. uh, we actually saw this movie like a week and a half early. Like, we got some yeah, advanced awesome. screener tickets. IMAX um, 3D. IMAX 3D, too. Got some sick shirts. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the shirt I posted on Instagram? Yeah, I think I did. It's pretty dope. It did look pretty cool. They should have given you a monkey suit though, like a full-on gorilla suit. A theater full of people in gorilla suits. <laughs> that would have been tight. Um, but yeah, I mean, that sequence definitely felt out of place. But overall, it was entertaining. I don't know. I got what I wanted. Some cool monster shit. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to wait for that Definitely, one. Definitely. You should go see it in a theater, though. Really? It's not going to be the same at home. Uh, that is a yeah. theater movie, man. <laughs> but it's not. Mm, I don't know. Matt? Um, I mean. It wouldn't not, be as cool at home. It wouldn't be, but it's also not a movie you have to see. The plus or minus of how much better it will be. Did you like Jurassic World? Because that's one I would compare it to most recently. Okay. I thought that was okay, and I waited for it to come out. And I was happy with that decision. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's entertaining, but then there's also parts of it that's clunky and kind of corny. But yeah. overall, if you just watch it as like pure entertainment, it's, it's good. I guess it'll depend on what other movies are available at that time. 
there's there's quite a bit of stuff coming out pretty soon. So I mean, you missed it for this. Mm. I don't know if I would bother, but um, it's totally solid. It's your life, Tom. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Just live your life, Tom. Don't <laughs> let anyone make your decisions for you. Um, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I don't have that much more to say about it. Yeah, I have two things I want to touch on real quick. Um, I won't spoil it, but I thought the ending was pretty dumb and tacked on. Like, it just felt kind of... It didn't fit the movie. Which one? Well, like the... Because the, there's there's a stinger in this movie. We won't talk about Not the stinger. stinger I didn't like that either, but... Okay. But the, <laughs> the ending, yeah, because it just... Yeah, it definitely felt totally yeah. out of place. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to... You're supposed to feel good, like... You know, you're supposed to end the movie on, like, a positive note, and it was just super clunky, though. Are you? What? I mean, in all the other Kong movies, he, like, dies, and it's sad. Well. He's not going to die in this one, because they have to set up the monster universe, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, I'm not surprised it didn't end necessarily on a totally happy note. Well, no, it did. It did, no, that's what we're saying. Oh, 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 oh. That's what you're complaining about? Well, it's just... I don't want to spoil it, but... Okay, okay. There's when, one when particular character... I'm, I'm, I'm poking one, too much. <laughs> there's one particular character who the movie ends with, like... So the movie ends, and then right before the credits, and kind of during the credits, yeah, it plays, like, the resolution to that character's arc. So you see, like, what happened to him, you know, when mm. they left the island. But mm. he's the only character who you see, like... After they leave the island, ah, uh, okay. But I don't know. And People was, who see the movie, will it was know what weird. About, but it just felt kind of tacked on. Like it didn't need to be there. It was super corny. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the that part either. Because it was supposed to be like a payoff, and it just didn't really pay off for me. Because <laughs> it didn't actually care about any of the characters in this movie. Yeah, so I didn't <laughs> give a shit that he, you know, yeah, lived happily ever after or whatever. <laughs> um, and then. The, the spoilers for the stinger if you haven't heard the news already well we've already kind of we already about kind of it. spoiled it but yeah um the stinger is really lame like i'm on the edge of my seat can i say it can yes I just... we basically already said yeah it, like, it and it's been announced it's not really a spoiler it's basically just like images uh or like cave paintings of the other monsters that are going to be in this universe but oh. the news had already been announced before Kong came out, so like it wasn't new information. In okay, so it was supposed to be a big it. reveal. Yeah. It's 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 like the uh, before the Avengers were like we're gonna assemble a mm. team. They mm. basically there's this like task force of like monster hunters, basically, you know. So they're like there's other monsters out there, and then it's yeah, it shows like prehistoric drawings and like intel that they've received so mm. basically it's setting up you know they show like godzilla and mothra and stuff predator so. <laughs> but a stinger a stinger is supposed to be like oh my god but that was like we know yeah like, cool <laughs> like you didn't even show them so <laughs> okay thanks for making me sit through the credits okay <laughs> yeah gotcha but very well well uh you guys want to do your star ratings sure four out of five three and a half for me Solid, but yeah, not a ringing endorsement. I was hoping it f- to be a five, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for for Kong Skull Island. But we have another movie that we're going to review that all three of us have actually seen, mm-hmm. and that is Logan, the newest 
X-Men movie, I guess you can call it. I mean, it is an X-Men movie. But it's definitely The an third movie. in the standalone Wolverine series. Anyway, uh, we got another clip. Let's take a quick listen. Aiden, Mr. Monson. You understand you're trespassing right now, right? I have an easement with the previous owner of your property. <laughs> previous being the operative word. Who's this? Just a guy telling you to get back in your nice truck. Go play Okie Dickhead somewhere else. All right, Logan is written and directed by James Mangold, who also did The Wolverine, I believe. Did he do that Origins movie, that piece of shit? I don't believe Dumpster so. Dumpster Fire movie? <laughs> who did make that movie? That's one of the worst movies I've seen in the theater. Like, X-Men Origins? Yeah, Wolverine, X-Men Origins. What's the second origin type movie? Like the one, isn't there a sequel to X Men Origins? The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Oh, that was like the samurai one. There aren't two with James McAvoy. Oh, those are the. Oh yeah, James those are Mac- different. That's like the reboot of like X Men. Oh. X Men Origins was like a standalone Wolverine movie. Okay. It's yeah, it's called X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, Gavin Hood directed that. Didn't he do something that didn't suck? Ender's Game, Eye in the Sky. Did you guys see Eye in the Sky? No. It was pretty good, actually. No, I didn't. Heard good things. I like that movie. Love Helen Mirren. She's dope. Um, what, the, what else did this guy make? Ender's Game, I said that. That was terrible. Oh, Totsi. That movie's good. That uh, movie about that African guy. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That movie's cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, so James Mangold directed and wrote this thing. Uh, plot synopsis. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X somewhere on the Mexican border. However, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, pursued by dark forces. How'd you guys like Logan? You guys start. (laughs) I really liked it. Um, I loved all the action in it, and it was nice to finally see... Wolverine get the R rating that he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, it, yeah, the violence was, I guess you could say gratuitous, but it works. I mean, it is a comic book movie after all, you know? Yeah. So, like, it was pretty cool when he was, like, stabbing people through the head and, like, under their chin. Yeah, and you yeah, see the, awesome. the full, like, insertion. <laughs> it's very, it's very visceral. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, he, like, his thing is that he just stabs the shit out of people. So it makes sense. That's a very violent yeah. act. So it yeah. didn't really make sense that he was always just, like, clean There's stabs. no, like, oh, I knocked him out possibility with Wolverine's, uh, oops, I hit you with my three claws. Yeah, <laughs> tink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your guts are on the ground now, so. Yeah, it was, I, I also liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. I like the tone of it. You know, it kind of has this Western feel. Very simple plot, which I liked. It's not weighed yeah. down with all this, like, the stakes aren't incredibly high, which is rare for a superhero yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not you know? a save the world type plot. Right, right. It was more of just like a like an escort movie, you know? They're just trying to get this, yeah, this it was, mutant. Yeah, it was like a chase movie. Yeah, totally. Felt kind of mm-hmm. like a Midnight Special in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. Um I, I just thought it was really cool, like, the idea of, like, an aging superhero. I mean, that's kind of what The Dark Knight Returns is, like, Frank yeah. Miller's thing. But I like the idea of, like, this guy who is not as fast as he used to be. He's not regenerating like he used to, you know? So it's, like, 
every encounter that he's in, like, is rough for him, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it used to just be, like, he would just fuck people up, and then he would be totally fine. It's, like, it wears on him through the course of the movie, which I thought was really cool. Like, you just see him, his body, like, degrading before your eyes. And the stuff with, um, with Professor X was cool too i thought their performances were really good yeah, yeah. Hugh the Jackman performances and Patrick were good Stewart were solid i like the girl too what's her name yeah she was good and i mean she didn't say a lot for most of the movie no yeah it was pretty late before she even said anything she was like r- kind of ridiculously mature though for however old was yeah. she supposed to be like 11 or something yeah she's driving cars around <laughs> i don't know yeah she's a total know. badass apparently like <laughs> Not only does she have have Wolverine claws, but she got like uh, some brain enhancements as well. Maybe <laughs> there was a lot. This movie is mostly just character stuff, which I appreciate. You know, it's a lot of just characters talking. Um, <clears throat> there's a uh, a scene where they go to like a house and stay the night with the family, and there's mm-hmm. like some interesting conversations. Some touching moments happen. Um, so I like that. It was. I thought that part was good too. The action sequences, there aren't a ton, but yeah. they're really good. But they're sprinkled throughout the movie, so you never get bored. But I was, I don't know, enraptured by like the character stuff. I thought it was a pretty well written, well written movie. Yeah, it had a good pace to it. The opening scene was pretty awesome too. Why do I not remember? Uh, it, That's when, when he, he wakes kicks up in a bunch of people's ass. Oh, or, I mean, the limo. right. When he's sleeping in the limo. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I just love when movies open up with, like, a bang. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, like, The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. They have huge action sequences at the start, and I love when a movie does that. Right, right. So, there's we're going to need to do some spoiler discussion on this one, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, But more general impressions. Um, I like the way the movie looked, you know? It's got, like, like we said before, it's got kind of a Western feel. Yeah. Um, there's even a part where they're watching... Shane, I think, yeah. in, a, in a hotel room. Um, Have either of you seen that? I've mm-hmm. never seen Shane. Me neither. I want to, though. Yeah. My dad likes that movie. <laughs> Classic dad movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so that was cool. Do you know... So this movie takes place in 2029. Mm-hmm. Do you know when Days of Future Past was supposed to take place? No. Because that was like... It seems kind of like the timeline seems kind yeah, of... Yeah, this timeline's got me twisted. Which I don't really give a shit, but <laughs> um, did you see the Wolverine, the, the one before this? Yeah, it was did okay. Like it? it was okay. What, what what time period was that supposed to be during? I don't remember. He was on vacation in Japan. No, Korea. <laughs> 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 um, I remember it being okay. I remember the the big action sequence at the end being kind of disappointing, but people really liked it. Him really? against that big metal samurai thing you know i'm talking about no did you see it no. oh i thought you saw it never mind no i've seen the first one oh, the okay Ultimate origins but it was so terrible that you just couldn't bring yourself to the next one i that movie was fucking bad <laughs> and i love wolverine too like i my dad's a big superhero buff and i grew up Is... watching that x-men cartoon like mm. he has i think the tapes are gone but he had every single episode of that x-men cartoon recorded onto like vhs tapes i don't know the x-men cartoon me neither, but I've always heard it was like one of the best ones yeah. growing up, but I never watched it. Yeah, it's awesome. The was, only one that I would say is better. More of a Thundercats guy. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I would say is better is probably the Batman one. Uh, that show is really good. The Superman one was solid too, but. I watched a bunch of Nickelodeon and Disney Channel when I was younger. 
Yeah. Well, Rugrats, it was Nickelodeon and Doug. Cartoon Network for the game. <laughs> um, yeah, some cool visual stuff. Um, I definitely teared up a couple times. There's some emotional stuff in this movie. Well, really just one time. We can talk about the, the specifics and spoilers, but... It's, I mean, this is, how many movies has Hugh Jackman played Wolverine in? Like seven? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Quite a bit, yeah. And he's been doing it since, I, I think the first X-Men movie like came out in 2000. 2000. Yeah. So, that, like, I feel like part of the reason why <clears throat> some of those emotional moments work really well for me were because we've spent a lot of time with this character, and it's been the same actor. Yeah. And you get to see, like, the resolution to his story. Yeah. I mean, he's like the, he is the perfect Wolverine, too. He is God. He's 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 so good. I love Hugh Jackman, but so he killed it. Coming from the perspective of somebody who is not very invested in the universe, I feel like I had a lot of the same problems with this movie as I did with Rogue One, where I can see why people appreciate things about the story in the context of like the other X Men movies, um, or that this is a different kind of superhero movie. Like you almost can't really even call it a superhero movie and and all that, but honestly, I just was not that taken with it. I wasn't that invested. And the two hours and 17 minutes or whatever it is, I definitely felt that. You felt it? See, it flew by for me. I didn't even realize it was that long. No, I was like, yeah, I I felt every moment of it. But I also, (laughs) (laughs) I also, I was about to say earlier, I had um, some giant soda and like an entire bag of small popcorn to myself and uh like a sharing size of peanut m&m so like i was shaking when i left (laughs) (laughs) diabetic shock (laughs) i wasn't feeling too hot but um yeah i don't know I, i i just i can recognize those things and appreciate them for what they are but for some reason i'm just like not very captivated with the film you know start to finish what it was in and of itself. Right. I mean, I do feel like you could take this movie and remove the X-Men license Mm -hmm. and this will have the exact same story and it would still work pretty well. I think it works standalone. A lot of superhero movies you cannot say that for because it's so invested in like the lore and if you remove like the the superhero uh, mythology of it. Yeah. It does. It just doesn't work anymore. But this movie, like, you can just like change the names, and it's just, you yeah, know, it's a it's a story. It's basically like an escort road trip type movie, you know. And it, it, I feel like it works very well as it's like a stand. Yeah, but thing. the like the devotion to the character development is so uh, important in the context of of the universe like you need to understand what is going on with with wolverine i mean they they leave a lot to to be guessed at as far as their current circumstances right but you need to understand that they are aging and that you know that there's a ton of history and a ton of ups and downs for the x-men and you come into the movie with that history exactly it doesn't have to because otherwise you're just like Hugh Jackman, you just can't get it together. Like, what is your deal? Stand <laughs> up. <laughs> I see what you're saying, though. Like, because, I mean, I feel like I was in the middle of both of you guys as far as how much I enjoyed it. Um, but I haven't watched a lot of those movies over and over. Like, all the original yeah. X-Men movies I've only seen once around the time that they came out. So 
I wasn't as connected to the story and the backstory of all of it as like, say you or other people were, but, um, I still thought it worked as just like, you know, an aging man on the run, you know, (laughs) I love the first three X-Men movies, even the last stand. Like it's not a good movie, but I I think it's a lot of fun. I enjoy that movie. I watch those movies all the time when I was younger. Because, mm. like I said, my dad's super into like comic books and superheroes, so we owned all of those movies. So I, I've seen X-Men 2 probably like close to 10 times. Mm-hmm. seen the first one a bunch. Like, yeah. So I feel like that might be why it resonated with me more so than you guys, maybe, just because I still I've always was... really liked these movies. And I've always, Hugh Jackman has always been my favorite thing about yeah, these well, movies. Definitely. You know? So being able to see his story conclude in what i feel is like a really satisfying way and emotional yeah it was a good send it worked for me Mm -hmm. um okay we should get to spoilers but you guys have anything else before we dive into that stuff no i i do think it was a good movie i just you know after all of the talk about it and the gushing just wasn't quite there people have been uh creaming over this thing yeah they really have yeah, I definitely, I think I'm going to marathon these later this year when Logan comes out on video. That would be cool, yeah. just to see, like, the progression. Yeah, because um, it's been, like, probably at least 10 years since I've seen all of them. He's in every single one except for, well, isn't he in first class for, like, he, a minute? I think he does the cameo in the bar. Right, wait. Uh, is that the bar? Isn't he in the, doesn't he go to the school? Or is, that, is that a different one? Cameo I swear he makes a cameo in a bar in one of them. He well, I I don't remember. I know he is in first class for like a minute, and it is basically a cameo. But I didn't see Apocalypse. I don't think he was in that, right? I didn't see Apocalypse. I don't think he was in it. But I mean, every other X Men movie he's been in. So that that was a cool send off. But here yeah, we go. I don't remember the cameo? But hope hope I just didn't mess it up. Well. <laughs> but, well no, it, it should be fine. I'll, I'll just close out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure it's in a bar. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. All right. You guys want to talk about spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Spoilers for Logan starting now. The ending of this movie made me tear up for sure. Like <laughs> when the the part that really got to me was like the last shot where they show his grave and she turns. The yeah, on that was the an amazing shot. I think yeah. that was the like that was the best four seconds of the movie. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. That's just that's just a beautiful like poignant way to send that off. I don't know. I really I thought that was a cool a cool way to end the movie. Um, I was not expecting Professor X. He died like halfway through the movie, didn't he? Oh, maybe a little over halfway. A little over halfway. I feel yeah. I wanted a a better resolution for his character because he's also been if if not Wolverine, like the biggest part of the X Men movies, at least for me, is I thought it was Patrick pretty Stewart. fitting, you know, because he goes and he's like, he says this is the best day I've ever had, you know, or the best day I've had in years or whatever. Right. I just more mean like, I don't know. Maybe it's a little cheesier cliche, but I, I don't know. I wanted them to have like a real a fight goodbye. No, like after, because <laughs> he says uh, when 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 Logan comes back and finds him, he's like, it, it wasn't me because he yes, knew. yeah. Um, oh yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about that. What did you guys think of like the Wolverine clone? Did not like it. 
I wasn't huge on it either. I didn't get it. What? Why was? Why did that need to be there? Was it, it just also, like a reflection of like a, reinforcing the fact that he's old and shitty now, or what? I think it was more just to emphasize the fact that like you're not needed anymore. You can be replaced. Well, not only that, but it, it, it puts an emphasis on the fact that he's like a product of like human engineering. You know? Yeah. Like. He is, like, the best soldier the world has ever seen, and they just made a new one that doesn't have, like, a moral compass and who they can basically just, like, control mm. this, like, killing machine. It doesn't really make sense to me. They have a couple fights, and Logan wins, like, every one, you know? Yeah, sort He's of. He's, like, a younger... Old oh, man strength. Yeah. The what? He had old man strength. <laughs> yes, I guess so. He was already... his nails. He was already fucked up the first time they fought, and he just, like... Yeah. That was pretty brutal, though, when he was just, like, on top of him, stabbing uh, the shit out of him. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah, some of the violence... I really hope like. we see more rated R superhero movies. It's... I mean, did you see how much money this thing has made? No. Well, they made, like, $100 million the opening weekend. Wow. At least. It's, it's doing really well. I mean, there's clearly a market for this. Yeah. Deadpool proved that, and now this is just showing that you can... Yeah. Ride that. Well, I feel this is like the only way that, well, not the only way, but one of the ways they can try and mix it up. Because I feel like most superhero movies have just become the same and it's just stagnant right now. Yeah, I look forward to when it's not a novelty anymore. You yeah. Because I, I definitely, there's a lot of cursing in this movie, especially toward the beginning, you know? Yeah. Like, they say fuck a lot and it it almost feels like they're just trying to like hey we can say fuck now this is an rated movie yeah i feel like they used that well though like i don't think they overdid it like deadpool i would say definitely used its r rating to the fullest yeah but it just that's the that was the first like deadpool movie we've seen fucking nine x-men movies before this so then i it, it i don't know maybe i'm just reading into it but it felt like they were Especially on like the the first twenty minutes or so, yeah, lots of cursing just because they could, you know. Yeah, didn't well, didn't Hugh Jackman usually say like one cuss word as Wolverine in each of the movies? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so he he's just go to been, hell. Yeah, <laughs> he's just hey, been you better watch that. dying to drop some f bombs this whole this yeah. whole time, and now he's just able to let loose. I, I get it. Um, <laughs> Too bad he didn't get a song and dance number. <laughs> So that was cool. Um, and the scene, uh, as far as like emotional scenes where like Logan actually dies and he's saying goodbye, it was a little lame when he, he said like, did she say, did she call him daddy or something? Yeah. That she was did. a little like over it's a bit the top much. for me. When she's, when he's dying and she calls him daddy and she's yeah. dying. But that scene worked for me. Mostly just because if the performances in this movie weren't so strong. Yeah. It wouldn't work as well, but like those mo- those moments landed for me because of her becoming emotional was that was good, but yeah, I really like the evolution of her character. You know, she's just mm-hmm. kind of mute. She's got a really good like mean mug face, mm-hmm. um, and then as she opens up toward the end of the movie, I thought that that worked really well. She had some yeah killer attacks. Too. Oh, I loved when they like teamed up towards yeah, the end. Oh, in the she forest, jumped on that top was of sick. Him. Yeah, <laughs> mini Logan awesome. running around. <laughs> Lots of like uh, uh, Black Widow esque, like jumping on dudes and flipping. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. What did you guys think of uh, uh, the bad guy in this movie? What was even his name? 
I don't remember. He, I felt Surge. like he was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, there were there were, the bad guy kind of evolves, right? Because he has his moments in the beginning, and then he kind of fails. So someone else, you know, kind of takes over for him, right? It was Guile from Street Fighter. Is that yeah. his name? Guile. <laughs> <laughs> he did look a little bit like Guile. He looked like a Mad Max type character to me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, this movie actually was a little mm-hmm. Mad Max in a way. Mm-hmm. I liked him though. I thought his performance was good too. Um, what you guys think of Stephen Merchant as Caliban, like the I liked albino? Him. Oh yeah, yeah, he was good. I liked that. Guy. What else is he in? Why is he a big deal? Stephen Merchant. Yeah, he was in Hello Ladies, that TV show on HBO where he's he just can't get a date because he's a tall dork. He um. Oh, he co- it's he, not the one where he does like a bunch of stuff on HBO, is he? No, no, I don't think so. You know what I'm talking about that weird looking. I, I don't know. <laughs> he has a bunch of different shows on HBO Go. It's like the same looking character. It's like a guy who dresses up kind of like a girl. It's probably not what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I have oh no, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Okay. no, it's not. No, I know those shows talking about. No, he um he created The Office with uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's been in lots of stuff over the years, but yeah, he was, he was a writer on The Office. Oh, this guy, yeah. Yeah, he was cool. Um, yeah, you guys have anything else to say about Logan? <sighs> Mainly I wanted to complain about the Dark Link Wolverine. Dark Link Wolverine? <laughs> 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 yeah, that was probably my least favorite part about the movie. Um... But I don't know. I feel it lived up to the hype for me. Yeah, I'm definitely higher on it than you guys. It sounds like, but I was a big fan. I wouldn't say people are saying this is like the best superhero movie or close. I would say it's pretty close. I think the Dark. I would say the bar. It's probably in like the top five. Yeah, yeah. It's probably in top five. I like Dark Knight more. I like Guardians of the Galaxy more. Yeah, me too. It's pretty good though. It's up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you star guys want to ratings? do star ratings now? Sure. sure. It's four and a half for me. Four and a half for me. I gave it a four. Oh, so, yeah, we're all, we're all still, still pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, one more thing. Do you think Do you think this is actually the last time we're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Yeah. You think so? I think he would like to do some other things, probably. Well, because uh, Patrick Stewart has been saying that he would, like, come back and be on that Legion show, that new X Men show on uh, on FX. Oh, he has said he would do he would reprise the role for that show. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this movie's making a shitload of money. People love Wolverine, so yeah. Was we'll there see. a young Wolverine in one of those uh, one of those other X Men movies? No, the, because first class and stuff. No, because he doesn't age. Oh, right. I mean, he does. I mean, you see in this movie. But... but he's just a cameo in it or something. He's not like a main character. Right. Or is he in those? I don't remember. He's in Days of Future Past, but... Okay. Yeah, he has a small part in First Class. But yeah, no, he... From when they performed the experiment on him, like, he's supposed to That's true. not age. That's true. I think he's supposed to be like 120 or something. Maybe not 120. Yeah, because if... Nah, it doesn't matter. We're getting into... X-Men lore. It's yeah. Been too long since I've <laughs> Pull up a wiki. Followed it. Um, but yeah, anyway. All right. You guys want to talk about what else you've been watching this week? Yeah. Sure. Um, 
Travis, you want to start? What do you what do you you have the most to talk about? Yeah, um, I watched the original King Kong, the 1933 version. Nice. It's actually pretty entertaining. When you first see King Kong, it looks kind of cheesy, but then there's a certain charm to it, so you kind of just get used to it. <laughs> How did you watch it? Did you get it from the library? Uh, or? Yep, the library. Nice. <laughs> Was it colorized? No. I don't think there is a... Was it black and chrome? Black and chrome black and white, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was good. Um, it's basically, it's kind of like a meta movie. Like there's a movie within a movie. Um, the main, the movie starts with like the director of the movie um, or director of movies. Um, he wants to make like a monster movie or like a big action movie and he wants to go to a place that like will shock people and mm-hmm. you know, they've never seen it before. And, um, so they want to go to this Island. And so it's, it's pretty similar to Kong school Island in a way. And, um, there's like some foreshadowing throughout the movie. Like, um, they have explosives on the boat that can big enough to kill an elephant. And they huh. say it's like dangerous for a girl to go and the girl is the one who ends and up. And then it is. <laughs> oh, man, I bet they love that. <laughs> it's very sexist and, like, racist, too, because, I mean, back then, you know, people, that That's was normal. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's cool that something like this even exists for us to see. Mm-hmm. And, like, same with, like, watching the Charlie Chaplin movie, The Kid, like, just seeing a movie that old and we still have access to it is pretty cool. Yeah. And um what else was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about it, but it's definitely worth watching and I'd recommend checking it out. Cool beans. I've always wanted to see it. I just I I used to, I caught bits and pieces of when they used to play it on TV like they used to play it on like Turner Classic Movies back in the day. Yeah. Is it long? It's like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk about... We can talk about one that uh, Travis and I both watched. Um, I <laughs> I had heard about this movie that came out last year called The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> and uh, it's on Amazon, I believe. So I wanted to watch it. And I got like halfway through it and I was like... Tom and Travis need to watch this movie. So I texted both of them. Tom didn't watch it, but Travis did. Yeah, I watched it that night. It's a fucking weird, gross, kind of black comedy horror. It's it's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it's definitely trying to be like a cult midnight movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's very, very campy. Lots of gross out stuff. Um, basically, the movie is about this guy and his son right their father and son the old man and the kid yeah um and they they were were they like carnies or something like they he was a retired he had some weird they run like a traveling show of some sort i don't i don't remember the specifics but yeah anyway i don't even really know how to big describe. ronnie's disco walking tour oh is that that sounds right <laughs> the best and only disco walk no, disco walking tour in the city. Basically, it's 
it's the, this father and son who are in love with the same woman. So they're like competing for her love. But the dad is the greasy strangler. And he just like eats grease. And when he eats too much grease, he turns into this like psychopathic, like grease covered killing machine who just walks around naked and strangles people to death. Mm -hmm. But it's awesome because he like just strangles people and throttles them (laughs) until like their eyes pop out of their head. And there's one part where he like, punches this dude in the face and it just caves in like a deflated basketball oh like you just God. see his face get pushed in. <laughs> it looks so <laughs> stupid but it, it cracked me up and then uh, he strangles him and the mu- the music in this movie is awesome too yeah i did like it was pretty funny and, and and odd um lots of weird off the wall humor there's a part where the greasy strangler just like walking and then it turns into like a dance sequence where he's just like dancing with uh there's like a spotlight on him and he's dancing against this like brick and then it just stops, and then it keeps going. Uh, I like this movie. I did not really <laughs> like it. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those movies that you're either going to love it or hate it. I didn't love it. It was just well, fun. Yeah, I, I thought I, it was pretty funny at times. I liked some of the horror elements. Not it's that, either going to work scary. for you or it's not. And it didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, but and that was solid. I think it might play better with the crowd because I watched it late, like by myself, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> this would be a fun one, yeah. Like you said, a midnight movie. This would be a yeah. fun one to see, like a big crowd yeah. on a Saturday night or something. Um, but that was cool. I did like the horror elements of it, like when he turns into the greasy strangler. It it's kind of like an old school horror movie, and mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of that play out than just like a there's lot not of a weird shit that's yeah. going on. The the dad has There's just a lot of like weird like gags. Like there's just scenes that are just there just to be just there. Just a gross Yeah. Man. Yeah. The the dad has a giant prosthetic dick. Oh god. And he just like walks. It's got around a red with... tip and it's like <laughs> a it gets red more tip? pointy as it like <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> and then his son has like a fake dick, but it's like a tiny little like red dick. It's like a the tip of your pinky, just like <laughs> Oh, man. That was cracking me up. Yeah, weird movie, but it's on Amazon if anyone's interested. Yeah. It's pretty short. I liked the uh, potato gag. That was pretty entertaining. (laughs) There's like this Indian... Was it Indian guy? Yes. Was trying to say potato, but he kept saying like puerto or something like that. (laughs) I don't remember what he said, but it just kept going on. The guy he was talking to asked him like what he said over and over, probably about 15 (laughs) times, and every time he's just like puerto. That made me laugh pretty hard. But anyway, if this sounds at all interesting or you're curious, you can watch it on Amazon. Um, Tom, you want to talk about something you watched? Yeah. Um, so let's start with uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World oh, yeah. anymore. Uh, probably don't need to talk about it much because you guys talked about it last time. But um, I I would agree with what you said for the most part. It didn't really have anything new to bring to the table. Um I liked it, but uh, you know, it wasn't anything I hadn't seen before. It was just a different story, basically. You were spot on with the green room violence. Like that was—I don't know—that felt a little. <laughs> it was just like so obvious that I don't know what. Like, what do you think the decision is to put that in there? The that particular form of violence, exactly like green room. Oh yeah, like the very like the unexpected very graphic yeah it's same also, part of very the body. shocking it's also i would call it sloppy violence yeah. you know these aren't yes. like trained killers like no. it's very like graphic it's a hack and job. yeah totally 
Well, they're using a sawed-off shotgun that's similar to the one in, like, Killing Them Softly that they make a joke of, where it's, like, so sawed-off that the bullets are sticking out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, Yeah, the climax of that movie is by far the best part. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Shit shit gets crazy. Escalates pretty quick. That whole whole Mm -hmm. last scene in the house is Mm -hmm. pretty dope, but Mm -hmm. the rest of it, I can take it or leave it. How about Elijah Wood? Did you like his character? Yeah, I loved his character. That yeah, was hilarious. We talked about that a little bit last night. Um, and I really did funny. like, I was totally confused, but I did like that little leg pull at the end where uh, you see him in like fog or whatever, and you're not sure if she's hallucinating oh, right. him or if he's really there. Do you know what I'm talking about? The very end. Oh, kind yeah. Spoilery, yeah right. But... So, spoiler <laughs> for this movie, probably for the second time, um, is that he gets stabbed and you're not sure if he's alive and then <laughs> she's right. she's moved on with her life and and then she turns around and he's just in this halo of like foggy light yeah and and he's just smiling at her and then it it pans out and he's cooking over a grill it's yeah I rewound, I rewound it like two or three times just to like see if yeah. i could like figure it out but yeah. it's supposed to just be like it's supposed to like <laughs> it's supposed to mess with you i thought that, yeah. that was just funny but um yeah it was okay. It was okay. It was it was good, but not like nothing special. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't. There's another one that you and I can talk about, Travis. But do you want to talk about something that you watched on your own? Sure. Done. Uh, I watched the White Helmets, that mm. documentary that won the best short. Oh, at the Oscars, yeah. Yeah. It's on, best uh, short or best documentary? Best documentary, documentary short. short. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a distinction. <laughs> It's on Netflix. It's only like 40 minutes long. Uh, it's really good. There's some incredible footage that they get. Um, yeah. It's basically interviews of these people who are white helmets and they they just save you know refugees in that area or whatever. Where are they? Um, shit, I probably should have. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where they're at, but um, somewhere over in the Middle East. But it cuts between like footage of them saving people and then uh, also interviews of them and it just shows like how passionate they are and also how dangerous the job is yeah um yeah definitely an important job and um yeah there's some actually like there's some footage that is like almost like a war movie like it's, yeah but it's real so it's like holy shit pretty traumatic stuff yeah <laughs> yeah I'll, i think i'll check that out sometime Root beer is pretty sweet, you guys. Yeah, man. Hanson's. I'm a fan. Natural cane sugar. They make a grapefruit soda that's pretty killer, too. Grape? I'm not a big grape. No, Wait, grapefruit. Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> grape soda. No, grape soda sucks. Grape, <laughs> grapefruit soda, though. Yeah, this is pretty good. Official sponsor of the Cinephiles. <laughs> I've never even heard of Hanson's before today. Is this like a thing? Uh, you can find it in like the organic food section. Is it is it a local company like to the I Northwest? Think so. no, no, it's just a smaller pop distributor. I mean, they've... You'll always find like a small section of them at the grocery store next to like all the Fred Meyer, Coke, Pepsi, and all right. yeah. I haven't had a root beer in a long time, so killing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else on white helmet or whatever? No. Nope. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, since this is the monkey episode of the podcast, I can also talk about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which mm-hmm. was a first time watch for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Pretty recently, um, maybe like six months ago. That's the second one, right? No, Rise is the first one. 
We do this every time. Do we? <laughs> we get brought well, you, would call think, it, you would think Don. Yeah, why do they call her Don? Don? <laughs> yeah, it was confusing. I, I got into an argument about that with one of my old co-workers. Okay, <laughs> who will remain unnamed, but you know, you know him. Just think back. Ah, uh, uh-huh. You know, sexual harassment. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was also not a fan of the names of these movies, but... <laughs> I'm sure he felt very strongly about it. It was... Pretty good. I, I liked it quite a bit. It kind of dragged in the middle for me a little bit. Um, I started to lose interest. It's not a short movie. It's it's probably similar in length to Logan, but I, f- I felt the running time in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the CGI in, in these movies is incredible with uh, Caesar yeah. in particular. He looks Monkey great. numero uno. Um, who's the um, bad guy? Oh, it's um, not Gary Busey. Uh Gary Oldman. Yeah. He's the, I wish he was in it more. I didn't really yeah, like his felt, character. He felt kind of wasted. Yeah. He well, didn't really do much. And he's a really shallow character. Yeah. This one more so than the first one. But both these movies, you end up caring more about the apes than Which the I think that's what they're going characters. for. Yeah. That's kind of like how they're putting a yeah. spin on it. Because before yeah. it was always like the, the monkeys were like evil like occupants, you know. Yeah. So it was just like right. fighting back. But you're supposed to empathize with them, you know. Which And they're... Some of it works for me and some of it doesn't. Like, there's a lot of scenes of Caesar, you know, having, like, sign language conversations. And they talk, get into some deep stuff about just, like, you know, what it means to be an ape and their relationship mm-hmm. with humans. And it's some like of that stuff worked for me. But... It turns into a foreign film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like subtitles, this movie is not for you. Yeah. I would say it was on par with, with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I like them both about the same. But uh the new trailer for war of the planet of the apes played before logan did it play when you guys saw it uh-uh. mm, it looks no i don't it think looks so. pretty dope yeah i wasn't that excited for it now i'm excited for it oh yeah i should mention that the room that i saw logan in it was that prestige room at the arc lodge oh i forgot to respond to your text the prestige yeah. room huh it's that small room off to the left when we saw get out do you remember that Oh, yeah, so you go up the stairs and there was... Yeah, it looks like a private screening room, but I guess they play certain movies there at certain times. So, like, on their website, it'll be, like, 5 p.m. Logan at the Prestige Room. So, like, showtimes? Yes. Is it nice? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's cool. Like, um, there's just a bunch of, like, lounge chairs and, like, love seats. So there's just, like, a bunch of... Oh, it's a theater like that. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of couches. A theater like that. Well, I think... Uh, but the screen and the sound are cool. It's like 7.1 surround sound. And, I mean, the screen's big enough. It's not as big as, like, a normal movie theater. But, I mean, it's cool. Like, I think that would be... Love, love seat. Yeah, you can get nice and cozy. How many people were in there? It was full. Yeah? Well, that that's not... Well, yeah. A description of how many people um, were there. Oh, it was full. Crazy. <laughs> Four of us. Probably like, yeah, probably like 30 or so. Yeah. Yeah, we were lucky though because we got in there when most seats were full, and we got the last love seat. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, Chelsea and I went. Nice. You guys just like make out the whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. I'd like to check that out. Yeah, um, I wonder if you could reserve that room. That would be sweet. That would be pretty sweet. But anyway, what's next? Talk about some more movies. Uh, I saw Doctor Who. Doctor Who? You mean Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor what? Doctor Who? <laughs> Doctor Strange. Benedict. Um, okay, caveat Benedict to this. Arnold? Uh, yes, the very same. Uh, <laughs> he was amazing. Um, I saw it on a plane. Oh, man. Doctor Strange on a plane? Probably Wait, the worst. 
possible way to yeah, watch that you movie. Yeah, shouldn't have done that. But I paid eight dollars for it. What? Um, I complained. Where did you go? I went to Texas. I went to Austin. Oh, like for a day or? Uh, yeah, for a couple of days for work. Oh, cool. It was eight dollars. That's how much they charge for movies yeah. now. Yeah, yeah it was. Did your work pay for it? Was a bunch it? of bullshit. That's for sure. Is that a business expense? It was a business expense. Hell yeah. um, actually, I don't remember listening. which card I used. <laughs> but did you like it? I earned it. I earned Doctor Strange. Yeah, I thought you got <laughs> God that. Damn it. Eight dollars is earned. Uh, I thought it was fine. You also watched. It you watched it on like a. I watched it on a plane. I'm sorry. It, I don't know. It was. It was just okay. Tilda Swinton was cool. She was by far my favorite part. Um, yeah, she's she's cool. Yeah. I thought that the like big finale was kind of underwhelming. Like, like the, the backwards the time trick thing? he plays. Oh, that was a little underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, the backwards time thing was okay, but it just felt like kind I thought of that a... was pretty dope. Like that whole sequence at the end with yeah. the backwards time thing. Yeah, the part where he goes in and he does gets the guy in the loop and it was cool. But but time stuff is always kind of like a what's it called? What's that Latin expression for something that just sort of saves the day at the end? Deus ex machina. Yeah, Deus. Yeah, it's well, not really that. But... What whatever <laughs> ex machina. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's always just kind of like, a, oh, he just rewinds time, of course. You know, <laughs> like, why don't you just keep going back every single time? I don't understand why they don't just use that every time. There's some explanation of it. Like, yeah. You're not supposed to break the But there were no... Time. Okay, so actually, that he does warn. There weren't any consequences in the moment, and then the one dude's like, oh, mark my words. There will be consequences. <laughs> um, um, I, I thought that the, the fighting was... Um, kind of cool and I like the, the visuals cape. were awesome yeah. yeah the set pieces in that movie are like some of the best i've seen in a movie like that which the, is what i like most yeah the part the chase scene through where mad's like inception is, is turned a, up yeah. to 11 <laughs> yeah exactly very inception inception-esque um but yeah i wasn't like you know laughing a ton or the humor in that movie doesn't work no i feel like the humor in the marvel movies is getting worse what did he do the th- were he was it like Kelly Clarkson that he made a reference to or something? Um, Who, Beyonce. Yeah, I that think. pissed me off. Right? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't upset about that. I thought that was kind of funny. No, no jokes. <laughs> Listen to single yeah. ladies. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, oh yeah, the part where he's actually like at his like desk yeah. listening that made me chuckle. But when he actually is like, you don't know Beyonce. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, that part was stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what I was talking about. Um, yeah, that was cool. I, don't know. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't. Yeah. Sometimes amazing. I watch a movie like that, and I and I just ask myself, why did Rachel McAdams need to play that part? You know, like her character is pretty lame. Her character is so lame. Like, why didn't they just get some no name actress to do that? I feel like in the Marvel movies, most of the female characters are pretty are pretty bad. Like the the, the tertiary ones, like the love interest. Yeah. The, the one exception is maybe Gwyneth Paltrow in the Iron Man movies yeah. and stuff. Like she She's at least later dynamic. on is actually a more interesting character. But yeah. Natalie Portman, I actually haven't seen the Thor movies, but everyone says Natalie Portman sucks in those movies. Not her performance, but like her character. I've only seen the first one, and she was fine in it. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. from what I remember. But again, probably didn't need to be played by Natalie Portman. <laughs> probably not. But Dollar Bills, yeah. Gotta get some butts in those seats <laughs> with those big names. Yeah. 
It's they're true. running out. They're running out of people pretty soon. Like every every, every actor is going to be in the Marvel universe yeah. in some way. Once they're on Avengers six, like they're going to flesh out. Once they acquire X Men, like because they can't use any X Men characters right now. Yeah. Once they get X Men, shit's going to be ridiculous. Oh, I know. There's going to be a roster of like two hundred characters. Yep. It's on Marvel. It is kind of funny how like pretty much every actor now has been in a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. It's like they just. Those are like their money makers. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, like it's like a job for them. Like it's well, I can't do three art movies this year. <laughs> Need to throw in a Aquaman. <laughs> it's um, kind of cool though. I mean, then they can do whatever they want and just make their money off yeah. the Marvel movies. Because I'm sure, like, um, what's his face? Why am I blanking? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. He probably has made a shitload of money off these movies. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. He's, he's the like most one of the most highest, paid. I think he's the, the highest world. paid actor in the world, yeah. Well, last year it was The Rock. Oh. On average, though. Rightfully so. <laughs> Johnny National Depp's treasure. probably up there, too. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp fucking sucks now. I know. Did you guys, have you guys seen the trailer for uh, the most yep. recent trailer for Pirates? Yeah, it looked bad. Fuck. It looks so bad. No, I didn't see the trailer, but Don't I haven't been excited for that but we the alien covenant trailer looked awesome oh yeah i didn't watch it they didn't screen before logan or i don't think they even had trailers at that one it's kind of like oh because you saw it they do kind of like what the new beverly does where they like they played like a cartoon and they did like a like they have their own like concessions commercial it's like shot at the archaeological yeah yeah the sif theaters around here do that yeah Mm mm-hmm but I don't remember them doing any trailers. And if they did, I don't it wasn't think they did for Get like Out that. either. But that was also a screener. Yeah. So. I have a question about the Covenant yeah. trailer. So is this a, se- a sequel to Prometheus? Yeah. Okay. Um, Michael Fassbender was in the trailer. Yeah. As like a settler of that planet. Everybody is coupled up. I don't. I think he's he's an android still. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so what's happening there? He got his body back, and now he's pretending to be a human? I don't like, think what it's... what is going I don't on? think it's supposed to be the same... Because, I mean, he's an android, so I'm sure there's, like, lots of... Yeah, they can just make a new one. Yeah. Um... They don't all necessarily have to be unique, you know? Like, they could be make a bunch of them who all look like Michael Fassbender, you know? Very confusing. Is it... Is his name David? They don't say it in the trailer. Because his name in Prometheus yeah. is David. Is it, is oh, it yeah. David again? David, God. They don't really go into... That was the perfect name for him. Yeah. David. <laughs> yeah. He was the best part of Prometheus. He was so sure. oh, yeah. He was so good. Um, yeah, I don't really know. They don't really talk about that in the trailer. I don't really know what his connection... If he's going to... I'm assuming he's not going to have the memory of... Because David's head gets away, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. David's head escapes. I wonder how they're going to tie yeah. in like the Numi Rapaz <laughs> Yeah, is she even in this? I don't no, know. I don't she think might, so. Well, she might be. I mean, well, yeah, I guess it's possible. But she's not one of the settlers. I don't really know anything about Alien Covenant, but I I'm feel okay like she, because in the trailer they talk about how the wheat, like where where the wheat come from, mm-hmm. it's probably her, right? Because she was going to the planet where like the, the creators or whatever they call them are. So it must be her. I wonder if they're gonna meet her. Yeah. On planet, I don't know how far in the future. From Prometheus, this is. I don't know. I fucking love Prometheus, though. It does yeah. look pretty dope. I want to oh, watch Prometheus? it. Oh, right. Prometheus? I want to watch tonight. Have okay. you seen Prometheus? Prometheus? Yeah, I love it. Oh, really? good. Yeah. That movie's fucking awesome. Mm. Dude, when I saw that IMAX 3D, I shit Visually. my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Visually, it's incredible, but... 
Sarah appreciated it for its um, dynamic and multifaceted female lead, who is technically even a mother <laughs> in the film. All right, let's move on. All right, Travis, I'll do a couple more. Us? Yeah, so I watched In the Mouth of Madness, a uh, John Carpenter movie. Either of you guys seen this? Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. Matt, I feel like you'd like this a lot. I'm sure I would. I haven't yeah. seen, there's a couple Carpenter movies I haven't seen. I haven't seen Prince of Darkness or In the Mouth of Madness and some of his later stuff. It's kind of like a mind fuck and it's about an author. So like the, without spoiling it, it's basically about like a popular author's work is making people go insane and it's kind of like a play on Stephen King. Um, and it's very creepy. It plays out kind of like a nightmare on screen. It's kind of like an episode of Twilight Zone. And um, it looks and feels very 90s, like something like Jacob's Ladder. And yeah, I thought it was good for the most part. Um, it's probably not my favorite Carpenter movie. It's not like on the same level as The Thing or Halloween, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Is this streaming somewhere? That was a library movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> love that library. Dude, I love Back it. at it. <laughs> and I watched uh, Chicago. Oh, was that a first time watch? Yes. And oh, that... man, that's two Queen Latifah references in two about, nights. Yeah, we were talking about Queen Latifah in Chicago last night. Oh, really? For no good reason. But... Other people were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I not love us. that movie. <laughs> no, definitely not. Love that movie. Chicago? Yeah. Yeah? It's... Like, it's visually amazing. It's a like, it's is like 15 a, minutes in, I was just like, holy shit. Like, it just looks, I don't know, the lighting, the editing, like the production, the set design, everything is like all top notch. Like, is that Boz Lerman? No, it's Rob Marshall, I think. What he also did, he, he did nine. He did, I don't know exactly. Does Chicago have the And All That Jazz song? Yeah, it does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like so I was so caught up in the visuals of the movie, like the story of it kind of took a backseat. Yeah, I have no idea what the plot is. <laughs> well, the plot's pretty simple. Um, and it's kind of cool how they use the musical numbers to like as like exposition or backstory for the main plot of the movie. But it's basically about the Renee Zellweger's character shoots that guy to become famous because she wants to be like a, you know, Broadway person. So she tries to use that to like get fame. Oh. Do, do you not remember that or no? No. no. I only okay. saw it one time when it came out. <clears throat> uh, Rob Marshall directed the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, uh-huh. uh, Memoirs of a Geisha. And he's doing the, the new Mary Poppins movie. There's a new Mary Poppins. Apparently. Mary Poppins Returns. That is the oh, yeah. stupidest name. <laughs> what is this? It's going to be amazing. In Depression-era London, a now-grown Jane and Michael Banks, along with Michael's three children, are visited by the enigmatic Mary Poppins following a personal loss. Through her unique... Wait, what the hell? Through her unique magical skills and with the aid of her friend Jack, she helps the family rediscover the joy and wonder missing in their lives. Boo. So back to Chicago. Sounds like <laughs> it sounds like the last thing this planet needs. Anyway, Rob Marshall sucks, except for Chicago, it sounds like. Was Memoirs of a Geisha Actually, bad? I didn't see Memoirs of a Geisha, but he did Into the Woods, and that seems stupid, too. Yeah. So I watched this on Netflix, and I bought Chicago on Blu-ray, Nine on Blu-ray, and also Moulin Rouge on Blu-ray. Mm. 
getting ready. Yeah, you were in the yeah. you were in the zone with yep. Moulin Rouge in Chicago, <laughs> weren't you? But yeah, I mean, sort of I owe this all to La La Land. I was so against the musical genre, and now mm-hmm. I've opened myself up to it, and I'm watching some good movies. Yeah, Moulin Rouge is good. And yeah, the movie is good. Yeah, and it, this definitely feels like a like homage or celebration of Hollywood and the musical itself. And I think there was like it's a... It's got that Looney Tunes background. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, and I think there's a like a 1920s Chicago. I don't know how, like if it's loosely based on that fire. one or not, but... <laughs> yeah, that's really all I have to say about though, but I do like that quite a bit. It's probably one of my new favorite movies for real yeah whoa damn all right dude i could just sit back and watch that thing (laughs) (laughs) i can just picture you in the morning like brushing your teeth and and all that jazz (laughs) (laughs) that's not the type of person (laughs) all right um me again how many you got left well i have three i want to group together and then train to basan and Seven Psychopaths. Okay. Well, save Seven Psychopaths. Let's talk about Train to Busan. Okay. That movie's fucking sweet. Yeah. Have you heard of this? It was awesome. No. It's like a Korean zombie movie that awesome. came out last year. And almost the whole movie takes place on a train. So there's like an outbreak. And it follows. There's like multiple characters. But I guess the main character is this like businessman who's taking his daughter to Busan to see his, his mom or her mom. Um, and one of the infected like gets onto the train as it's departing and then just fuck shit up. So it's kind of similar to Snowpiercer in that it's, you're on a train and you're advancing through like the train cars and they mm-hmm. have to get through, like there are scenes where there's just like a train car full of zombies and they have to figure out a way to like, you know, distract them or get past them. Um, it's super violent and awesome and funny like yeah it's pretty that sounds, badass that sounds cool some really cool visual stuff too like some really cool sequences yeah the look of the vampires is awesome how'd you watch it Vamp- vampires or zombies it <laughs> doesn't vampires, matter <laughs> night dwellers <laughs> yeah these are these are fast zombies all uh you know 20 yeah i am legend and i'm legend those are vampires i think there were some <laughs> <laughs> they are Whatever. I think some of it was CG, but for the most part, it was like legit hordes of like people in makeup. Yeah. And it looked really cool. It was very effective. It was super entertaining. Yeah. Uh, how'd you watch it? We rented it on iTunes for a buck, but now I think it might still be a dollar on Amazon. Okay. You should definitely watch it, though. It's sweet. It is pretty rad. Cool, cool. Yeah. There's, there's some like... Uh melodramatic moments that are a little cheesy you know like you know strings and like emotional like oh god like you know this music is playing it's supposed to make you want to cry and it's very like kind of over the the score was all over the place did you notice it was which i kind of liked yeah it was just kind of bizarre because it would get fast paced and like actiony during like the zombie scenes and then like matt was saying it would get all touching and Mm-hmm. like melancholy the score is aggressive yeah <laughs> <laughs> you it definitely know exactly tells you how to feel yeah, no totally um some of that stuff was okay some of the like emotional like character moments yeah the stuff at the really... end was effective yeah which i was surprised i, I mean I, I didn't like cry or anything but i was like oh yeah t- i was touched 
I feel something. Yeah, it was cool. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I liked how it got going right away. Like the there's like Thomas a loves it. There's like a leak that occurs, and then we're just in the movie. It basically. never really lets up. Like it's pretty, it's pretty action packed. Yeah, but it's not overwhelming. It's not just like sequence upon sequence of action. Mm-hmm. Like it, it mixes it up. They're they're done differently. There's a part where they get off a train for a little bit, which was was pretty cool. Like yeah, trying to get to safety. Um, it's very intense though. Like the setting definitely plays into that. But like I was like on the edge of my seat during some of this there were a couple parts where i was like yeah no i wasn't shaking but i was really tense it wasn't scary but it was pretty pretty intense in yeah sequences because you just you're just like oh fuck oh, and oh fuck. i don't think we should give it away but they do something with these zombies that's a little different than mm. other zombie movies cool i don't even know what you mean well by that. it's very subtle Oh, it has to do with light. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that made for there was a really cool sequence where they yeah where they did that. Mm. Oh man, this movie's rad. Because right. anyone who hasn't seen this movie should watch it. Yeah, and I, I like World Sorry. War Z a lot mainly because it gets right into it and doesn't yeah. let up. I liked World War Z too, but this one I think is better. Yeah, yeah, this movie is good. World War Z is not, so that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can and, uh, definitely see the argument for why World War Z would be bad, or is bad. I don't care. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You just said it is bad, so that's on the record. And there was a lot it. of uh, social commentary <laughs> in it as well. What, Train to Busan? Yeah. Like, yeah. mob mentality. There's, like, oh, characters dude, there's are selfish. A guy, and, like, there's, like, class. class warfare. Yes. There's a guy who's the biggest dick oh, like, yeah. ever. He is just constantly being a piece of shit. And I was so happy when he got like his like he's his he's so selfish yeah. that he will throw someone at a zombie to save himself. Yeah, multiple times he does that. It was uh, like I, guy, I get it. You want to save yourself, but mm-hmm. like to that degree, it's just like a whole another level of asshole. They do a, <laughs> they do a really good job of making you fucking hate yes. that guy without being. Well, that's like, always a he's, rewarding. He's experience. a giant piece of shit. Yeah, no, he's the worst. Um, but yeah, solid movie. Cool. Um, I'll talk about uh, film of 2017, uh, Keddy. It's about cats. Oh, yeah. So this is right up my alley. Like here, Keddy, Keddy? Well, Keddy is... Um, the, so the movie is set in um, Istanbul. And uh, it follows like the street cats, street cats there. So it's oh. like a documentary team that just like follows these different cats around the city and like the culture surrounding it. And they talk to the people and they just talk about like you know, the nature of cats and like the personalities of these different cats. But in talking about that, like just hearing the way these people describe cats, you can see a lot, like you can put a lot of, there's the human element in this movie is what, what makes it like, yeah, there's lots of cute kittens and cats just like running around doing cool shit. Um, And it looks really good. Like the, um, the way it's filmed looks, it it looks really cool. They have some really cool shots, like lots of unconventional, like really, low to the ground like cat perspective following them around <laughs> and um and you get to see all different parts of the city which is really cool mm-hmm. so you get to see the cats who hang out in like the the wealthy district like outside like a fancy restaurant you get to see like the poor part of town and everyone has different relationships with the cats like there's this one restaurant who was like they were going to go out of business because they had like a, a rat problem and then this cat just like showed up and never left and he just like fucks up rats all day <laughs> <laughs> And people love him. Um, <laughs> it was it was it was really cool. It was. Did the cats wear GoPros? 
<laughs> yeah, no, there's no, there's no POV cat stuff. Which would have, that would have been dope. That would have been so cool. <laughs> Just leaping across yeah. rooftops and stuff like oh Spider-Man. Um, yeah, that stuff was really cool. But uh, the actual theater experience, there. So the movie is about 90 minutes long. About 20 minutes into the movie, there is this woman with a young child, maybe like three or four. And she just let the kid have free reign of the theater. I hate when the kid kept sprinting up and down the aisles, Uh. climbing on the seats in the front row, laughing. And then the mom just like followed her around. Uh, let her do it. She would actually go down the uh, aisle. Why are you at around. the movie? It, it was pissing me off. This like, isn't I a was, kid's movie. It's a movie about cats in Istanbul. Just why didn't the cat? Why didn't the kid just want to look at the cats? Like you would think the kid would be like, "Oh, kitties." But uh, yeah, no. yeah, that would have probably ruined the movie for me. That happened she to me. Fucking parents, now. man. Where the wild things are. are. I went and saw that, and there was like, like this Mexican family of like seven people, and like. Most of them were kids, and all of them were just running up and down the aisle, up and down, laughing. Just she wasn't even trying to do anything. She was just following the kid around. Like, yeah, at least try and care. get them to sit down. She was just like, it was fucked. Do That's that in the lobby. Or do that at home. Just go home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go home, lady. Stay home. You're not allowed. You should have told her, man. Oh, yeah, you should have said it to her. I was just fuming the whole time. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm trying to watch these cats. I should have oh, just, I, sh- I, I was uh, with my friend Paige, but she was on the aisle. I should have had her just like stick her leg out and just watch the kid eat shit in the aisle. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the mom. Start the crying. Kid. Oh my God. <laughs> well, because then the mom would have to take the kid like out because he'd be crying. Smart. Actually, no, she'd probably just like leave the kid in there. Hurt crying. the kid and then the kid yeah. has to leave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would have tripped the mom. Next time. Why? Because she knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, but then she would probably just yell at you. And then, mm-hmm. no, you trip the kid. Bloody nose and everything. and then you take Yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't really thought it out. But uh, <laughs> your way does make more sense for achieving your, your goal. Yes. Absolutely. But for immediate like vindication, satisfaction, <laughs> mom's got to go. Um, anyway, Caddy was cool. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I love cats. So it was made for me. Right on. I will probably watch that in the middle of the night sometime <laughs> when it's streaming. There's a, a sequel coming out called Dog. <laughs> Dog. Are you serious? No, I'm oh. serious. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> uh, Tom, do you have any? Yeah, you still have some stuff left, right? Uh, yeah, I've got one more. Uh, I saw Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, oh, yeah. So, how much have we talked about that movie? On our first episode, we probably talked a little bit. Yeah, about it was it. on... It was, it was on my top 10. So I said a few things about it, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead. So, okay. Mel Gibson can direct some war scenes again, you know. <laughs> uh, that stuff was really good. The, uh, the cinematography, the like sense of misdirection and like feeling just totally lost and panicked in the middle of a crazy shitstorm, that was, that was on point. The rest of it didn't do it for me. I thought that the... So my main problem with this movie is that uh, with a lot of uh, movies like this where it's kind of a true... Well, it is a true story, right? Right. Like that's the most amazing part about it is that it was true. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot of license you want to take with those characters because like you're honoring them, right? So the main character, Andrew Garfield was really good in this. His performance was, was really good. Yeah. 
But the character is like so just ridiculously good and perfect and like it's kind of frustrating. He's not very he wasn't very compelling for me. I wasn't like, oh wow, I really like this character. I was just like, oh my god, hey, he he's like to the his perfect guns. human, you he know. He sticks to his guns. Yeah. Well, actually, he sticks to no guns. He sticks to no guns. <laughs> 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 yeah, that uh that term does not work for him. No. Um <laughs> He doesn't shoot for the hip either, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just goes in there, guns blasting, and uh... <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna stop now. Um, uh, yeah, so like at the end, you get a little bit of footage of the real guy, and you actually do get the statistics where he saved X amount of people. Help me get one more. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing, right? He says that in the end and you're like, Oh, like Andrew Garfield is like literally method acting this, this shit, you know, he's taking his, his cues. But in the moment watching the movie, I didn't know that. So I was just like, this is the cheesiest, stupidest thing he could say. And he says it over and over and over again. And I was just like, uh, did you like the montage sequence? <sighs> Which montage sequence? Where he's saving everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I did like it. I thought it was good. Um, I had a couple of like nitpicky things. So like the um, the ridge is literally a cliff face that they have a big rope ladder going up to the top of, and the Japanese, when they have control of the top, can clearly walk to the edge with no problem. Yet they never cut this rope thing down. Why do they not do that? Yeah, that's that is. Point. <clears throat> I don't understand. Like they must have, that must not have been the actual scenario, <laughs> because there's no way they wouldn't just. They're just defending their point. There. What's that? They're just defending their point. Uh, but they could defend it more easily. You just send no one guy out there like with a the fucking Swiss Army knife. Yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> what later, dudes? Yeah. It's like a video game. You you just camp in the back. You just wait for them to come up. <laughs> and you just mow them down. <laughs> That's how you get kill streaks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but in the meantime, they all, you know, lost dozens of people every like ten minutes. Um, yeah, the the war scenes were crazy. The flamethrowers and shit. That was all like awesome. The part where they they have to like grab the the grenades and like pop them on their helmet to to that was cool. Make oh, yeah. them like explosive, and then they just lobbing them. That was pretty cool. What about when he like bicycle kicked that grenade out of there? Yeah. (laughs) That was so stupid. (laughs) That was so stupid. That last little bit was stupid. But that whole final montage where he decides to go um, on the Sabbath, which he normally, you know, wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. uh, That was cool. And seeing the Japanese like military commanders like doing their honor rituals um, was, I thought that whole part was pretty good. Um, the part where he gets like lost in in like the the tunnels was pretty tense. Where he's yes. like running from them and hiding. Like, yeah, that was, that was good. good. That was good. Um, uh, the other stupid moment was when Vince Vaughn gets put on a magic carpet and like dragged to the edge. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Oh, and he's, he's just like shooting, shooting at the back. Like that. that was awesome. <laughs> it, was so, it was so dumb. It reminds so me stupid. of uh, that part in Dawn of the Dead. Do you remember that part in the remake of Dawn of the Dead? When that guy is getting dragged and he's got the two pistols. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, there's definitely <laughs> been scenes like this yeah. that I've seen before. It's like he's in a wheelbarrow or something. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But, uh, yeah, whatever. But I did really like Vince Vaughn in that role. 
which I was surprised. I was distracted at first just because mm-hmm. I was like, well, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Same. He was hilarious, though, in the boot camp. He was so funny. He was good. He, he was he was good for the part. Yeah. Um, a final shot of that movie fucking blows. Him, like, you know, yes. like Christ on the cross, yes. like, goes under and you see the light. I thought that was terrible, up. too. That was garbage. It was really bad. Iconic. It's Mel Gibson, though. Like, Iconic. Great. Yeah, yeah you know, actually... Um, Sarah was Googling this stuff because she was curious afterwards since he did Silence and like two very religious films. And uh, apparently Andrew Garfield like found Jesus when he was working on Silence and is like, I don't know if he really calls himself a Christian or whatever, but uh, yeah, he like became spiritual. Maybe that means Emma Stone will dump him and then me and Emma can hook up. Was Silence shot first? Yes, that (laughs) sounds like a huge Do you know if Silence was shot before... I don't know, but I know that he like he did a ton of uh, like he did a ton of prep work for Silence. Like he went to some some uh, retreat in Wales and was silent for two weeks or something like that, and uh, dropped forty pounds. You try that at work. Yeah, (laughs) I work in a call center. Sorry, I'm actually trying to become uh, more (laughs) spiritual right now, so. can't speak for the next two weeks. Yeah, you're going to be getting some Morse code over the line. Uh, <laughs> I just emailed you an alphabet. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I thought the movie was, it was good. Um, Not top ten, though. It wouldn't have made my top ten. Um, he filmed uh, Silence at the beginning of 2015 mm-hmm. and Hacksaw Ridge at the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. So I guess I should appreciate Silence a little bit more, getting him into the character of, uh, what's his name? Well, both of us, because I was also bored, if you all recall. <laughs> <laughs> Watching someone at a silent What's the real life character? Desmond Doss, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Desmond Doss. God. That was a cute moment at the end, though. The oh, actual that guy? documentary footage. The actual guy? Yeah. yeah. And he had, like, he did weird things with his mouth. Yeah. And I was like, that explains why Andrew Garfield keeps doing weird things with his mouth <laughs> during this movie. Uh, all right. Anything else on Hacksaw? No. All right. Travis? So I watched some pretty similar movies. I watched Videodrome and Funny Games, which were both rewatches. Uh, they're both commentaries on violence in media and entertainment. Mm-hmm. You've seen... I know you've at least seen Funny Games, Matt. Video, yeah, I've seen both. Okay. Video drums rad. I think it's okay. It's kind of boring. Really? Yeah. Like the... I don't know. I Cronenberg doesn't really work for me. Like, he, he just feels so inaccessible mm. sometimes. Like, for me at least. Like, I like The Fly. I like Eastern Promises. History of Violence is good, but I think it's overrated. But besides that, like... So you're not into his, like, body horror stuff. I don't know if I've seen all that. Because The Fly is body horror, and yeah. that's good. Ba- basically, everything before History of Violence is kind of body horror stuff. Well, Except for I he hated Cosmopolis and Fault in the Stars, or whatever it was. Fault in Stars. <laughs> Map to the Stars. Yeah, that one. Both of those were, like, unwatchable, almost. Cosmopolis was not good. I didn't see Map to Those the movies, I'm just like... When is this going to end? <laughs> I don't... There's nothing going on. <laughs> you should watch his early stuff, though. Yeah. Like, uh, The Brood is awesome. Scanners. Um, Shivers. Um. <laughs> Splinters. <laughs> um, what else? He did uh, The Dead Zone, Christopher Walken. Um, he's done some really good shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, Crash. The good Crash, not the bad Crash. 
Oh god, that movie's terrible where people have sex with cars. Not with cars. Uh I'm pretty sure they like No, they get they get they're sexually aroused by car accidents and being in Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. They don't have sex with the cars. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie's awesome, dude. Who gets off on car crashes? Mm, that's, that's oh, I think there's something to be said for it. I guess. Please explain. <laughs> Tom always has a boner when he's driving. Yeah. He's just like, I could be in an accident any second. This gets me so hard. Is yeah, that the why? Do they want to be in the, in the car when that happens? Some or of them do, yeah. They want to win it like voyeuristic. They want to survive car accidents or, or witness car yeah. accidents. You know, it's just a rush of blood straight to the dick. <laughs> you know, All right. Adrenaline. It's like, uh, you know, jumping out of planes and stuff. Some people um, have sex while they're in the air, falling <laughs> to earth. <laughs> but yeah, I tried to watch it a second time, and I still don't really enjoy it. Yeah. But I did watch, uh, yeah, Funny Games again, and I do like that one a lot more. Um, it works as like a home invasion movie, and um, I really like the performance of Michael Pitt. Um him and I don't know the other actor's name, but they both play these just creepy, terrorizing teenagers who basically have nothing else better to do than terrorize people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you, you've seen it as well? No? Oh, okay. You've seen both though, right? I've now? seen both. The remake too. and the original? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still never seen the original and I don't know, I'd probably like to see it, but maybe wait a few years just because it's so similar to the remake. It's do you know much about these movies? No. Uh so uh, Michael Hanukkah is the director. He did the first Funny Games in 1998. The American remake is it's a shot for shot remake of his own movie, but like interesting. It's exactly the same. It's just American actors and actresses. Okay. It's got Naomi Watts and uh, Tim Roth. Yeah, they're both really good in it. They play like good ter- terrified victims. But yeah, it's it's the exact same movie. They do terrified well. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> Especially Tim um, Roth. That's a coward. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like how the um, antagonists play with the characters in the movie, but they also play with the audience as well. Like, they break the fourth wall. and um, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they do it, like, in an extreme way in one instance. Yeah, yeah you, you got to see the movie. Like, yeah. I and know. I really like the ending really ties everything together. Like, they have a conversation on the boat that's basically about violence in things we watch and like reality versus fiction and is there a difference the well the movie is constantly like messing with your expectations i kind of i kind of want to i don't i want to talk about like the end of that movie because it's yeah it's brilliant so basically they're on a lake and they're gonna kill well he hasn't seen it well i know do you care well i don't know how awesome is this movie you should should watch watch it it's on hbo too is it yeah What's it called again? Funny Games. Funny it's kind games? of it, th- this movie's kind of weird though cuz it's kind of like anti-cinema because it's basically like commenting on why you shouldn't watch it but you're sitting there watching it. So right. it's like are you supposed to enjoy it or are you not? It's really weird. It's it's really like cool, it just like fucks with your mind like cuz like you you kind of appreciate what it's doing more than you actually do enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just weird that you would make a movie that's basically about not making movies like that. I'll watch it. You Don't should. Spoil. You'll like it. Don't okay. spoil it for yeah. me. Yeah. And then that made me want to watch Caché. Oh, my. Have you never seen yeah. that movie? No. That's like a top 10 movie for me. Wow. 
I fucking love that movie. I thought it was really good. Um, it's a little slow at times, and it's very bleak. Like, it doesn't explain everything. Um, there's, like, a mystery behind the tapes, and it doesn't even really, like, get resolved. But it kind of does. I mean, you can maybe, like, you know, make up your own ending or whatever. Like, the last shot is very interesting in a way. Do you remember what happens? It's just, like, a, it's a static shot pretty far back and the i don't remember the the specific characters but you basically see like two characters have a conversation yeah but you can't hear it you just see these two people who you don't think know each other yeah talking and then and you can kind of infer what might have happened which is blows your mind right <laughs> is it a and, uh after you finish it talk for it talk about it for two hours and think about it for yeah i would say it's yeah it's deep in its theme and like it's more enjoyable talking about it and what like the possible theories could be behind some of the stuff Mm -hmm. it is really interesting though i mean yeah it does some really cool stuff yeah and it's also cool just to see how like much it messes up that family Mm -hmm. like just these tapes that show up out of nowhere Hmm. yeah that it's okay there's one scene it was kind of funny because I was watching it by myself and Chelsea came home when it was like in the middle of it. And there's like one of the most shocking scenes I've ever seen oh, where yeah. it's so out of the blue Yeah, that she sat down like three minutes before <laughs> that was just like, Oh my God, what are you watching? <laughs> I was like, this probably doesn't play well, like out of context. <laughs> it's, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. And, to note, there's no score in the entire movie. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, unsettling. You also, it does this cool thing because it's all, a lot of it is just like stationary cameras. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you know, you know the source of like the camera, like you know who, like where, who put them there. But there are some shots in particular where you, there's no like rational explanation that the movie provides for um, why there's a camera so capturing like that image. So two perpetrators maybe or something? It's, well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go with it, but it's it's just really cool. Like on rewatches, you really notice, pay, like when you pay attention to more of like, the craft of it, yeah. it's doing yeah. lots of really interesting stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I want to watch that now. That sounds really cool. It was at the local library. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, the most well-stocked local library yeah, in the it's state, like Scarecrow video over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going a little long. So Travis, you want yes. to talk about Seven Psychopaths from uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game from the last episode? Yes. So, sorry, Matt, I don't really have much to say about it, and I didn't really enjoy it that what? much. What really? <laughs> yeah. What about the what about the cemetery scene where Sam Rockwell is like narrating his ending of the movie? Oh yeah. And they they act out like that scene. And yeah. He's, and he talks about. Um, because he hates uh, Colin Farrell's girlfriend, and he just talks about her getting killed, and then he's like, and then Oksa just gets fucking moaned down, <laughs> moaned down, and then it shows her taking like a hundred bullets and just blood everywhere. See, I didn't like this movie's supposed to be a comedy, and it's I didn't like a black comedy. I didn't laugh like at all. I laughed harder during that scene. But you probably saw like, it in the maybe, theater, didn't you? I did see. Yeah. It in the theater, see, I yeah. saw. I watched it with Chelsea, and both of us thought it was okay, but. God, it's so funny. I don't know. I thought it was pretty messy. Like, it's kind of all over the place. I could I could see that. And it's kind of like a gimmick. Like, it's a it's a movie about writing a script and making a movie. It's very meta. He has, yeah. He has, like, writer's block. And so he's, like, trying to come up with a movie. And that's 
the movie. Because he's writing a movie called Seven Psychopaths. Okay. Uh, that just seems kind of like a uh, cheap way to have a plot in a movie. I thought it was kind of like people have done it before. I I feel like, but I don't know. I feel like anyone could make a movie about like, oh, I don't know what to write. Like I yeah. don't know. It just I did love the opening scene though. That's awesome. Like the conversation between Michael Pitt and uh, Michael Stuhlbarg. Isn't he? I'm pretty sure. Is it? You're talking about the scene on the on the bridge, right? Yeah, the it's first not scene. Pitt. It's not. It looked like him. I don't think so. So it's been a while since I've seen it, but two I Michael Pitt movies. Check in the one, tape. Check one the week. tape. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can keep. I'll look it up. You can keep. You can keep talking. Well, I don't want to say what happens, but it's just a cool scene. <laughs> yeah. I <do> <laughs> Should There's... I watch it? Um, you might like it more than me. I don't know. It's just it feels very like Guy Ritchie or Tarantino esque. Yeah. Yeah. But like early early Tarantino. I mean, have you seen In Bruges? Uh, it it was on at one point. Oh, you're right. It is, quite Michael, distracted. it is Michael Pitt. Well, he's, yeah, he's in the movie for two seconds, basically. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. He is coming out with a new movie this year, though. Michael McDonough. He has that, you Martin told me McDonough? that, or yeah. Is his brother named Michael? No. His brother is, um, uh, or maybe it's John Michael McDonough, something like that. You might be right. But anyway, he's doing um, a new movie that came out this year. Martin McDonough. Let me look it up real quick. It's got an interesting title. Uh, Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That comes out this year. Yeah. His brother just had a movie that came out like a couple months ago. His brother's the one who did like the garden stuff, right? Right. Yeah. He, he, what's the name of that movie he did? It came out in like December, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. the plot of this one is a woman goes to war against the police in her Missouri town after her daughter is murdered. So it's like Rambo, but with a, a mom instead of... Uh, and Frances McDormand is going to be the main character, so Ooh. that's sweet. Ooh, that sounds awesome. When does that come out? Mm, I don't think it says. Hmm. All right, well, doesn't matter. Yeah. So we're going to play the game again. It's, uh, it's Tom's turn to pick the movie this time. Yes. Uh, so the film that has been chosen this week is Atonement. Um, Atonement starring young Professor X, um, Kara Knightley, <laughs> <laughs> James McAvoy. Um, uh, Saoirse Ronan is in this too. Right? Yeah, young Saoirse, who, if you didn't know how to say her name, it's Saoirse. Saoirse, okay. Uh, that's good stuff. Um... This is based on an Ian McEwan novel from 2001 of the same name, I believe. So, uh, Matt and Travis have already submitted their guesses as to what the Rotten Tomatoes score of this movie is. It came out in 2007, British romantic drama war film. So, And we have, we, neither of us have seen it. So it's going to be a first time watch. Travis owns it. Tom picked it from Travis's collection. Yeah. It's sealed. Haven't even is, seen it, it. is it still sealed? Yeah, oh it's... my God. I did buy this one recently though. It oh, was like it? five bucks, I think. Okay. The yeah. perfect high def movie experience uh, is in, <laughs> awaits you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoever fails. Oh, well, we should also say that the way the game works is that we try to get as close as we can to the Rotten Tomato score and whoever mm-hmm. is further away from it has to watch the movie. Correct. And, and report uh, back next episode. And to clarify, these are not, um, 
prices prices right rules right right yeah so travis submitted his score of 91 percent high expectations for the film (laughs) well it did it was nominated for a bunch of awards wasn't it yeah (sighs) i don't know uh maybe not a bunch but i really liked it um i've seen it maybe three times let's see so it was like seven academy awards it only won one of them but was it nominated for best picture yeah yeah it won original score but it was up for supporting actress best picture original score costume design cinematography art direction and adapted screenplay and if you find Kara knightley typically annoying you might like her more in this movie so that's i love Kara knightley yeah so I'm, I'm on board okay good so uh matt submitted a score of 78 percent so uh very different expectations here anyway mm-hmm. atonement has a rotten tomatoes score of 83 percent which means matt is closer and travis has to watch movie. his own right. damn movie finally <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for giving me an excuse to watch. He's it. gonna stream it. He's not gonna open it. <laughs> yeah. Blu-ray. Gotta keep the shrink wrap on that puppy. So that's two uh, losses in a row. I know. For I'm zero for two. Yeah, that's not good. No. I might try. I might try and watch it with you if you're down. Sure. Because I haven't seen it. So. It is a love story. Oh yeah, me and you. Love seat. Is it oh, in yeah. 3D? Can we bust can, out those 3D? <laughs> no. Maybe you guys can book that that room at the. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, the prestige, prestige room. Yeah, sure. Love seat. Oh <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, you can follow us uh, at our website, cinephilesdigest.com. You can find links there to the podcast. We're on Stitcher, iTunes. If you would like to send us an email about anything, Speaking of that, did feedback, you ever check the email? I did not check the email. <laughs> we should do that right now. <laughs> I guess before we go, I'll, I'll check and see if anyone wrote in. But um, The email address is cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. So feel free to send us your feedback or discussion topics. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if you want, at Matt Sobreros. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Did you guys want to plug anything or are you good? Um, Travis Paul on Letterboxd. Other than that, um, no, not really. <laughs> I don't stick to, I'm not consistent enough with social media to recommend anyone follow me <laughs> nor am i but uh for what it's worth i'm team mckay 246 <laughs> on letterbox well letterbox i'm active yeah i'll log everything i watch yeah, but... <laughs> uh no no emails this week so if you want to send something in let's talk about it all right anything else before we go guys what are we watching next time oh i was thinking uh we should do life I'm down. Actually, Ooh. I got a screener for that. Did you? The 22nd. Remind me about life. It's the new space movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds. That does look. So we'll probably be recording the be weekend of, yeah. The 20- it comes out that weekend. So yeah. there's Power Rangers, Life, Chips, and Wilson that week. Well, that's an easy choice. Yeah. Power Rangers. What, you guys don't want... <laughs> what about Chips? Have you guys seen the trailer for Chips? That looks dumb. It looks fucking terrible. Yeah. It looks really bad. All right. So we're going to review Chips. It's going to be great. <laughs> Um, no, tentatively, life, sounds like. What about this yeah, movie, Raw? I don't think it's playing here yet. Oh, okay. I really want to see that. Yeah, it looks creepy. It's not playing anywhere here, though. Lurid violence and sexuality. Are you guys going to see Beauty and the Beast? Not in the theater. 
Yeah. Unless you guys want to review it, but I would. I have no interest in that shit. I'm sure I'll go see it with Chelsea because she goes and sees everything that I want to see. So I didn't gotta like, throw her a bone every once in a while. It's my favorite. Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I didn't like Beauty and the Beast, so I don't. I it's a good couldn't one. Give two shits about. I also don't like Emma. Has the best songs. Emma Watson that much either. Emma Watson. That's the right. It's one. not my favorite, but it's a good yeah, one. Emma Watson. It's probably one of the best princess ones i can say that i still prefer like lion king and aladdin yeah Aladdin's dope i mean prince ali to each his own right <laughs> live and let live fair enough <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode we'll see you in two weeks and uh thanks for listening <laughs>